today on CityCast Madison. It's the Friday News Roundup. This week, I'm joined by CityCast Madison's Haley Sperling and Molly Sense. We got our first big snow day, and we're on the hook for another possible storm. Wisconsin lawmakers introduced a new medical marijuana bill, and the Madison Police Department hopes to prevent hate crimes with a new task force. It's Friday, January 12th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to the Friday News Roundup. And we're finally in a winter wonderland. Like the movies and the books. It's here. Also like shoveling and <laughs> plowing the snow and lots of hard work and slick roads. All right, rant over. Joining me today to slide into this week of news is the captain of this here podcast, Molly Stentz. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, and our newsletter writer, Queen Haley Sperling. What's good? What's good, my subjects? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yes, fair queen. I guess we can call you the queen of the winter wonderland because we are surrounded by gorgeous, gorgeous snow. And we've had our first snow emergency of this winter. And we ain't done yet. Uh, we've had it mild, and that time is over. Special thanks to all of our street cleaners, city workers. Y'all, thank you. Getting up bright and early. We appreciate you. Thank you for your service. Um, and now today into tomorrow, we're in another winter alert, um, as you're all likely aware. Uh, team, what is your reaction to this snowy, snowy landscape? I love looking at it. It's so nice and fun to see like some actual snow on the ground. I kind of love when the weather is like really sunny, but really cold. And then it gets really bright because the snow is on the ground. It's just reflective. We just haven't had that at all this winter because it's been so gray and brown and sad. Um, but with that said, um, the snow is beautiful to look at from the inside. It's not as fun to look at from the outside or from inside of your car when you are driving during a winter storm emergency, which is where I found myself uh, earlier this week. Uh, hot tip. <laughs> oh, no. Don't, don't go to the gym when there's a winter storm. You gotta watch. walk it's not to the gym, it. but I don't know if yeah. you're walkable. That's walkable. That's like, you don't, wouldn't even... No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was not my best idea in my quest for health. I uh, probably almost died. But we are very thankful, like you said, for our many, many streets division crews who are out and about. They were they were clearing the snow right away. Like I saw them on my drive to the gym and I was like, there's no snow on the ground. Why are there so many plows out here? Like you guys are so silly. And then literally an hour later, there was like three inches of snow. So we the silly I'm people. Thankful. <laughs> we we are the silly. I'm I'm the silly goose. <laughs> I'm just glad we have this nice thick blanket of snow ahead of the cold cold temps coming up to like insulate us. I like a little blanket to keep us warm through 
the sub-zero temperatures that are ahead. Yes, those are definitely, I'm less excited for those. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. Um, I took a walk yesterday and it was so stunning. My favorite part is the snow outside because I love the crunching. And I had a sweet moment with, I'm assuming a neighbor, I'm not really sure. But as I was walking, I was like, I took an extra 10 minutes taking photos of all the icicles (laughs) on on the leaves and the berries and everything like that. And we both just laughed together because I stopped because I obviously was holding her up a little bit. Midwesterners. Um, I'm really, really stoked about the gorgeousness. And I also don't have to do that much work as a renter. So also thank you to my landlord uh, (laughs) uh, for handling all that. But yeah, Molly, you're right. It is going to get super cold next week. Um, And before we talk about next week, uh, we're in an alert day right now. Um, So today through early... you know, tomorrow, there is likelihood of much more snow. Um, I saw some figures of like up to six to 10 more inches. Um, We already got a pretty good amount uh, from this Tuesday storm. I saw in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel that Madison totals, um, one from Maple Bluff area by the airport was around like 5.6 inches. Um, A total at Shorewood Hills, you know, more on the west side was 7.5 inches. So nothing to sneeze at. So more, more is on the way and unfortunately next week sub zero uh temperatures and you know the lovely wind chills so get your face lotions out because you don't want your face all chafe enough that's my that's my biggest recommendation for the wind that's so true (laughs) gotta stay moisturized gorgeous gorgeous girls stay moisturized (laughs) when we're shoveling snow and gorgeous gorgeous all of the all of the folks Uh, but yeah there are a couple some more things to kind of highlight um from the storm uh on tuesday there were power outages you know there's obviously some seriousness with any winter storms that come alliant energy reported more than like 3600 customers being affected um of course madison school district got a snow day um alternate side parking is an effect so stay obviously pay attention to what's going on in your parking situation and yeah i don't know for me uh the winter storm is obviously for all of us it's like the big news and it's got me thinking about our streets um i am still currently living traumatized by last year my beautiful my first car ever because i was always using public transportation a subaru was uh totaled by a drunk driver right around a major snowstorm I bring that up to talk about the fact that I was really excited to see a little bit of talk and news around the city of Madison's Vision Zero efforts. Um, I know we've probably mentioned this before on the show, uh, but our city was awarded $6.3 million in federal funding from the Department of Transportation, the U.S. Department of Transportation, to fund efforts to eliminate traffic fatalities and severe injuries. Um, And I'm really stoked about it. And Haley wrote a very excellent uh, little write-up about Vision Zero. We can't go into it too deep, but we'll we'll throw that into our show notes. Um, But basically, the city will be looking to look at all of our, you know, major traffic pedestrian areas and bike paths and how those all intersect and where you know where the most dangerous ones are and how we can think a little bit more intentionally about how humans behave (laughs) and how they use those spaces and how you know the built environment can can come up to speed with with that like bumping out a curb or that sort of thing and 
also art. <laughs> the Madison Arts Commission is hot on the scene for also adding like beautiful um asphalt art and like the idea of looking into how we can add things that are pleasant to look at to direct people to safety. I love that. It's so important to remind people to like really slow down. Like yesterday, you know, when I when I got stuck at, out at the gym, it was like I was going probably 30 miles an hour on the belt line because it was just fresh powder on the road and I didn't want to die. So slow down because nowhere you're going is that worth it. Um, and there are other people on the road who also want to make it to their destination alive. That's my that's my soapbox rant. <laughs> that's a good soapbox rant. <laughs> Keeping us alive. Speaking of keeping us alive, we want to tell you more stories. It fuels our spirits and we have to take a quick break. All right, Molly, you've got the next story for us and it's a big one. Well, it's finally happened. Something Wisconsin's been waiting for for a very long time. And not just the snow. Wisconsin got a medical marijuana bill. So this week, Assembly Republicans introduced a bill to do just that. Create a legal medical marijuana program for the state of Wisconsin. But, and there's always a but... It comes with a lot of conditions. So by their own account, lawmakers say it would be the most restrictive in the entire country. So here's their plan. So it's only a medical marijuana program. It's not full legalization. There's no recreation. And only certain medical conditions would be approved. So not doctors, but politicians are deciding which medical conditions can use cannabis as a, as a therapy. So for example, like Parkinson's, lupus, severe autism, all of those things are not on the list that's currently being proposed in Wisconsin. Another part to the bill is that smokable pot is not allowed. So it's only going to be processed products. So like tinctures, creams, edibles, that kind of thing. And to register for the program to participate, all the participants and their caretakers can't be on parole or probation or extended supervision. What? So that's another part of it. And the state would run the dispensaries. So instead of it being run by the private sector the way it is in every other state, these would actually be state-run marijuana dispensaries. And... There would only be five of them across the entire state. And it keeps going. (laughs) It keeps going. And the state would contract and control the processing that happens in the state. And there would only be one contract, one contract for the entire state of Wisconsin, one processor to fulfill demand for the state. I could keep going, but I'll just stop there. (laughs) Those are the many parts of the bill that has been proposed in the state house this week. What's a very heavy government influence uh, on that plan? Yeah, 
we know that the majority of Wisconsinites support legalization. You know, we've we've asked ourselves these questions for years and years and years, right? Like the Marquette poll has been pulling on this year after year. And 2022, they found it's about two thirds of Wisconsinites that that support full legalization. So not just medical, but full legalization. And we know in Dane County, that that figure's even higher, right? It's like three-fourths of us in Dane County support full legalization. So we know this is a really popular issue among the electorate in Wisconsin. But this is the bill that we have, medical marijuana. So I couldn't help but see a tweet from our congressman, Mark Pocan, um, who had a reaction to this bill. He said... The party of free markets wants to have state-run marijuana dispensaries. What next? State-run liquor stores? Someone who came up with this might have been smoking something, and it wasn't from the government. Well, that's no help, Pocan. What side are you on? I'm just kidding. You. I mean, just no double speak. I'm just kidding. I just, it's interesting there's so much stigma around it, right? There's so many people who are in favor of legalization, and there's a lot of stigma. Um, just like the idea of like, well, you're smoking something, so you can't make proper decisions, and obvious. And then it's being used for medicine to help people feel better. I don't know. When I feel better, I tend to make better decisions. That's just That's me. so true. <laughs> there's 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 so many weird double standards going on for this, right? It's like you can have legal weed, but only if you're dying. But only if you're dying. And if you're not a criminal, like that, that whole part about people being on parole, um, like not having access, like if you're if you're on parole or probation or extended supervision um, for the participants and the caretakers, like that's kind of nuts to me. Like a dying person is a dying person. Like, why does your humanity get revoked if you are on parole? That is horrifying and sets a truly awful standard, I think. Um, this whole bill, it's just, it's so, it's so sad. It's so sad to me. You know, like Molly said, everyone wants legal weed. Everyone, as in two-thirds of Wisconsinites, which I think is more than enough. You need a two-thirds vote to do pretty much anything in this country, uh, in this city, and in this state. So I think we have the power. It's crazy, you know, like when Dane County does referendums for legalization, it's all like... 80 to 90 percent like yeah just go for it and another thing that's crazy to me is that like okay under this bill we're gonna spend so much money making all of these dispensaries happen all five of them rather um having one weird contract who's gonna have oversight of that that makes me super nervous um and also like it's not going to be taxable, right? Like this is medicine. So they're not going to be taxed as like sales taxes. And so we're not even going to collect on all of this work, right? Like in 2022, I just wrote about this for the newsletter. Wisconsinites themselves contributed $36 million in sales tax to the state of Illinois buying weed. Like that could have gone to us. That could have gone to our schools. That could have helped the city of Madison, who is dying for help from the state these days. You know, it's just insane that it's like, guys, we're so close. Just give people what they want. And the people just want legal weed. It's not that hard. It's really not that hard. Second soapbox, I guess. <laughs> 
some people obviously yeah. don't and and they're in power <laughs> yeah the, the it seems like the 33 percent of people who don't want weed uh are are in our state legislature they are they're the 66 percent of our state legislature for better or worse so is it the beginning of the end of our prohibition era we shall see. So far, the bill's only been introduced in the Assembly. It's it's pretty unclear what the Senate's going to do. One of the strongest Republican proponents in the Senate seems pretty lukewarm on this bill. Evers seems pretty enthusiastic, has signaled that he's, he's willing to support anything, <laughs> willing to support any step forward as long as there's not a any kind of poison pill, you know, some kind of other legislation slipped into it. So we will keep an eye on this one. And speaking of laws, Haley, you were looking into that new hate crimes task force that Madison created. What's up with that? Yeah, what's up with that? Good question. So the city of Madison recently announced the formation of a hate crime task force uh, on the Madison Police Department. Uh, So this task force includes people from the uh, detective side of things. It includes people in the records unit, and it also includes like community outreach officers. Um, And one thing to know about this hate crime task force is that it's kind of like a trial period type thing. So it launched this month, January, and it's running for a 90 day period into early April. And then after that, the Madison Police Department will essentially like review the group's findings. Um, And one thing that is important to note here when we're talking about hate crimes is that in Wisconsin, we don't technically have like hate crimes, but we do have hate crime enhancers. So when you get charged with a crime, it can be added on to that crime. Uh, Like a hate crime enhancer can be added on to whatever charge you're facing uh, and that will change like the penalty. So This task force, it's interesting to me for a lot of reasons. I have a lot of questions. First of all, you know, the question is why? Um, And police have kind of gotten into that. They said that recently they have been getting a lot of calls from people who are asking, like, if they were victims of a hate crime. Um, The number of incidents that have included hate crime enhancers has increased drastically in the past few years um, nationally, but also in Wisconsin and even in Dane County. Um, There have been, you know, an uptick in a lot of like high profile incidents. You know, even recently uh, there was just uh, like anti-Muslim incident over at the Dubai restaurant on State Street. That same week, there was an anti-Semitic incident on State Street, not to mention the Nazis that we had back in November. Um, more recently, someone was committing crimes over at a Hy-Vee and they got added on with a hate crime enhancer. So there's there's a lot going on and people, people want to hold others accountable. So that's kind of like where this task force is coming in, right? Like people want to know that the Madison Police Department is taking these crimes seriously, but also that like they're communicating to the public about like this kind of public safety. So to me, like the more that I learn about this task force, it seems kind of more like an 
educational slash like outreach tool rather than like a practical tactical thing like yes it's definitely like going to probably increase the number of hate crime and like crimes with hate crime enhancers that we see um coming through madison in these next couple of months i'm assuming just because people are paying closer attention but it is also again just a means for people to help process like were you a victim of a hate crime because that is the question that a lot of madisonians are having these days um because turns out a lot of people suck and so i i think one thing that was interesting too is that like the the police department noted specifically that uh like the nazi protest back in november of 2023 was like one of the things that sparked uh this idea for the formation of the hate crime task force but then also like back in november when this was happening the police just didn't do anything about the nazis they were kind of just like we are monitoring the situation. And I understand that like, yes, it is protected speech and whatnot, but also like the fact that they said that they really weren't aware of them coming into town, like until it happened. And like people were really upset that it was happening and they kind of just like, you know, stood by and watched. I was like, okay, so this is your inspiration. You didn't do anything about it then. You said you couldn't do anything about it then. Like what is going to change? I don't know. It just, it, it feels... It feels like a lot of lip service as someone who spent like, again, as a reminder, your resident Jewish friend, um, like I spent a lot of that day back in November, just oscillating between emotions that ranged from like pure rage and hatred, which is what the Nazis want. And then just like randomly breaking down in tears at my house. Like it was a really hard day for me. Like this does not happen often, thankfully, but also like it was just a very a very weird and vulnerable time um, to see people like that in a place that I have called home for so many years um, was very damaging and very, very disruptive to my day and probably for a lot of other folks too. Um, and that's why people called the police on them. Um, but like I said, I'm curious to know what this group is going to do. What are you going to solve in 90 days? Like, what are you going to do with this information once we have it? Do we know who's on the task force or how how many, how much? <laughs> What kind of resources they're putting behind it? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't know, like, how much money is being put into this. Um, it really just says, like, the task force will include positions from from people or from departments across MPD. Um, and I have not had a chance to interview anyone from, from the Madison Police Department. So Police Chief Sean Barnes, if you'd like to talk to us about this hit us up madison at citycast.fm but yeah it's it's a really good question like how much money are they using for this um i'm not sure yeah i definitely like you know for us we'll be watching this closely and to know more about what we're doing on the ground i know that on the national level like um, in 2021, the Biden administration launched the first ever national strategy for countering domestic terrorism. And like these sort of hateful acts, that's that's what that is. And there's been yes. years and years of us living under uh, threats of terrorism abroad. And here we have, you know, just like the that extremely vulnerable story that you just shared, like, and, I, you know, I feel that I've got goosebumps right now. Like we carry this in our bodies like this is hate that has an impact on us. And, you know, we fear for our lives um, on a regular basis. And so what is being done? It's very serious. And we we yeah, we should definitely dive into that more and learn that something's going to come of a task force like this. Like, don't just make it and 
and have it be toothless. Yeah. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm very curious to see, you know, what the results are going to be after this 90 days, you know, like I, I'm hopeful, you know, that this task force will help connect people to resources. You know, it's not necessarily about like going after people and charging them with the most heinous crimes or whatever, you know, it's, it's making sure that our community has the resources that it needs to be able to address these situations and that, you know, victims of these crimes can understand that like they were a victim of a hate crime and that they should feel comfortable reporting that. That's huge. You know, I think that's that's kind of one of the bigger things because it's also just like it's so taboo to me. It kind of goes into my mind and this is a whole other can of worms, but it's it's kind of similar to like sexual assault. Right. Like some a lot of a lot of times survivors are just like, I'm not sure if I am a victim of sexual assault, you know, um, and it's it's one of those things that can be very hard. It's not black and white. Um, and it's a conversation that we're going to have to keep coming back to. Like you said, Bianca, like this is this is something that people live with and that we carry with us all the time. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'm eager to check back in this 90 days to see, to see what kind of answers that we have or what further questions have come up, because this is going to be a, a lifelong, a lifelong task force more or less. Yeah. Well, that's all that we've got for this week's news roundup. We've got snow, we've got weed and we've got, resources for dealing with hate crimes. Uh, Thank you both for rounding up the news with me. That's Haley Sperling. Thank you. Thank you, Bianca. And Molly Stentz. Bye. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin, your host. This week, we're produced by Molly Stentz, Alexandra McMahon, Lizzie Goldsmith, and me. Our newsletter editor is Haley Sperling. Our theme music is by Carl Christensen. Don't forget, you can always get more news delivered right to your inbox by subscribing to Madison Minutes. And if you enjoyed today's show, why not share this podcast with someone who has a strong opinion on the legalizing weed debate? See you back here Monday morning with more stories from around the city. Until then, you stay safe and you stay warm.